0: Love, talk Radio.
1: All the spot analysis. Am I crazy?
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Are we on a podcast? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I'm gonna come get some. If you want some, come gotta get get, Gotta get, get. Gotta get so oh, oh, oh. my favorite it. though. Am I? You're my favorite. Well oh, thank you yeah. so much. I I think not. You can put me on the e-meter and ask me a question and the meter would float.
1: One year, it's been one year of podcasting here on Come Get Some, and uh here we are on day 61, and my first guest ever was G.K. Bose, uh, a very talented and very uh, actively working voice actress, and she's coming back to celebrate uh, a year of podcasting with me. We had a great time catching up, just two good friends having a conversation. I think you're going to love every second of it. We talk about everything Including Scientology, all the way to Stranger Things and Netflix viewing. It's an interesting conversation, if, uh, in the very least. But I gotta tell you, man, it all started. And, and I gotta show some uh, gotta show some love and some gratefulness to the people who helped make this happen. I mean, uh, it all starts at uh, when I worked for Kaplan uh, a couple years ago, and I had a couple co-workers. I had Jose and John always on my case. Uh, there are my buddies I hung with over there. And of course, Donovan was part of that whole idea of uh, I talk so much, I have so much to say about so many things. I should do a podcast. And I thought they were, I thought they were setting me up for jokes so they could laugh at my expense. Of course, that was not the case. Um, these guys continue to support and listen to the show to this day. I got, they got me under listen, listen. It's really special, and I really do appreciate that. If it wasn't for that the idea wouldn't have even been a seed in my, in, in my head. I wouldn't even thought about it. And of course there was my experience, uh, where, um, you know, I got to be on dead X radio and I talked to chance Hancock and I was like, chance, I've always wanted to do something like this. So this is really cool. Thank you so much. And he gave me that look like I had three heads, like, dude, you're so full of shit. But here I am a year later, and I have this podcast, and I gotta tell you, I couldn't be happier um, from from the voice of Siri, the magic of Morgan Strubler, to the uh, uh, to the tales of uh, overcoming depression and suicidal thoughts of Jeff Hillier, uh, to Heidi Cox overcoming her mental and physical abuses in relationship to to create Dweeb Darlings, and, and a great hilarious show on YouTube called uh, Stalking Lavar. Just that success story there, and telling the story of uh, of just uh, life from the the eyes of a geek or a nerd at the library bars, and the artwork of of internal uh, hero.com with uh, G R uh, O'Neill. And a great thing about this whole thing was uh, it, it led to this whole thing I'm doing now with Scientology, telling those stories and sharing those stories, helping people. Uh, both cope and, and continue with their lives and hopefully get closer to reconnecting with those they've lost through disconnection. connection. It, it's such a great feeling because there was a time when I was just uh, thinking to myself, I, I really hope somebody's getting something out of this show. I know people are listening, feedback's like pulling teeth a little bit, but my God, uh, if I'm only helping one person, if someone's getting something out of the show, then I'm happy. you know. I, I said on my first episode, I just want to be able to entertain people and I want to get that foot in the door and overcome the nervousness of talk, which obviously I have with the way I'm rambling right now with just the excitement of being a year in podcasting with you guys, um, uh, who I refer to as my sixth cult, which is not to make fun of real cults and all that stuff. It's something I've been calling the show since long before I was covering Scientology because uh, it's, it's like Kathy Shankerberg says in, in our interview, um, you know, what about the call of people who all care about each other and just want to help each other and always there for each other. And that's what the sixth call it is. And that's what my listenership is. And, and the people who support me, like, like, um, you know, uh, Noel Hayes has been really cool. She came off of being She is the number one dead X radio fan. And she brought her uh, support over to come and get some. And I've had great support from her and Rhonda and, and Tammy and, of course, uh, uh, there's Jeff and, and Nick Murdoch Hudson, really great, really talented voice actor, is going to be moving uh, to the States and to California. And he's, he's a mutual friend of the great, legendary Charlie Adler and uh, and really looking forward to spending more time communicating with him. And of course, Charles and, and Joel, you guys have been all very supportive and don't think I don't see you out there supporting the show weekly and uh on a daily basis the way you do. And of course I've gotten such a great super support system. we will talk more about tomorrow, uh, from the people who are uh who are concerned about what's happening with Scientology. So it's just a really great experience and to this point to where I don't even care if it leads to me in the entertainment industry. I mean I do, but it's it's not the main thing. The great feeling I have is from the fact that I'm actually doing something meaningful. And people are actually getting something out of it, and it means everything. So thank you for your support. Don't think I'm ever going to stop doing what I'm doing as long as it's helping somebody or making an impact. And uh, without further ado, enough of the Savvy BS, I'm going to get you on to part – well, not part one. I'm doing the whole thing today, uh, Buckle Down, about an hour of talking to GK Bose as we celebrate a year of my podcasting. Here we go, and of course we catch up with what's going on with her too. All right. Well, it's a celebration. After a year of podcasting, what better way to cap off the year with the same guest that started the year, my very first guest ever, the amazing G.K. Bose. Welcome back to the show, G.K.
0: Thanks so much for having me back. It's an honor, and you are doing some amazing work, so it's exciting.
1: It, it, it is. It is very exciting. I'm, I'm very uh, proud that you are my first guest, and I'm proud to have you back again. Um, I remember... I remember back when I decided to start a podcast, it was one of those things, you know, uh, anyone who's ever started it up on their own knows this feeling. You know, you're pulling up documents and you're researching how it's done, how to make it happen for yourself, and you don't really know that you're going to pull the trigger yet. And and I had not yeah, I had not yet ever, um, I had not ever yet figured out what I'm going to talk about or what the title was. And I sent you a message, and it's like a real, it was a real nervous message too. I don't know if you could tell. It was a message like, "GK, you know, I'm thinking about doing a podcast. If I do one, would you be my guest on the show?" It, it, without hesitation, you know, you're the really right. I would be honored. I'm like, seriously? You don't know what my show is gonna be. It might be about it might be about really bad things. And you say yes, okay. That's a lot of faith.
0: Oh well, I had faith in you, and uh, I mean it's been it's been fantastic.
1: I, I I think it has. Have you been listening? I know you're busy. I know you probably I don't want to put you in the spot because I know you probably tell every podcaster you go on that you listen to their show, and then you're super busy. <laughs> so you can't listen. I know people don't listen to the podcast a lot of times.
0: No, I definitely listen, and um, I you know I, I especially love the. Um, you know, I I, I I mean I listen you know, I'll listen as often as I can but right. I really started listening consistently after you had um, Kathy Schenkelberg on ah. and started talking you know, started talking about, you know, Scientology and it was just so you know, I was just so proud of you and <laughs> you, you know, the, just the turn you took and I mean, you were already talking about some great things and having great guests on the show but um, like know, like Bo Kowalski. <laughs> yes, of course. Well, you know, well, yeah, that you know, I mean, of course, I'm a little, maybe a little biased, but that was my favorite show. I was listening to two <laughs> white guys talk about racism, which was just awesome. It was fantastic. Like you, I mean, you talk about, you know, real stuff and it, like meaningful stuff and uh, stuff that just affects people's lives on, on a daily basis. And, um, I mean, even though Scientology is a small community, I mean, just the substance that's there and, um, you know, and, and just that work, I mean, that Kathy is doing and, you know, the other guests that you've had on is, is phenomenal. And, and, and you're giving, um, you know, you're giving people a voice and a platform, you know, in addition to just regular social media, and yep. you get to just read things and stuff, and you actually, actually, hearing the people talk about, um, you know, their experiences and getting that firsthand. You know, it kind of reminds me of, like, an NPR, uh, like, Radio Lab or the Moth Radio Hour. You know, those kinds of things. <laughs> like, you know, the real people tell real stories, and it's fantastic. Yeah,
1: well, we keep it a little light. I mean, it's not, it's, there's nothing light about most of these stories. But the whole thing is, you know, a lot of people, I, I, I believe, and this is just, an assessment without any facts behind it, but I believe a lot of people will see Layer Remedy. They'll see the setup. Obviously, there's some editing done to really fit the, to really make the, the, the story pack a punch because it's television. Right. But you don't know that. What you don't know is that these people were real people and this is not acting that they're doing on Layer Remedy show. And the, the, the bonus and and the big best part about having a podcast to go on is I don't have limits. I don't have to edit anything. Right. I don't have to. I don't have to take anything out or rearrange anything and set up commercial breaks. What you what you see and what you hear is what you get when you come on a podcast and talk. And you find out, oh my god, that was not exaggerated on on that show. This is really what it is. So it's important, I think. And you know, I'm just glad that people understand what's happening because I guarantee you, I am not benefiting from this. (laughs) You know, I mean, I'm, I'm getting more listeners, but I'm getting more listeners, but I don't get paid more and I lose more time. It's just something that. I know that when I watched it all go down in 2005 on the John Sweeney UK special, I thought it was a little thing with some isolated incidents or that it wouldn't last on its own. Kind of like people thought that Trump wouldn't become president and didn't vote. Right. It was the same kind of thing. You're not right. doing anything. So you're, you're willfully ignorant and you let it go and let it go. But it bugs you and it eats at you. And now I'm going, great. Lyra Remini did this huge <laughs> show. Everybody's listening. But guess what? It's only a matter of time before the buzz dies down again and I don't want to let that happen, right. and that's why I'm doing that.
0: Right. Oh, well, you're doing amazing.
1: I, I hope so. I hope exactly. so. I'm glad you enjoy that. Uh, she was my first uh, Scientologist uh, on the show, Kathy was. Are you, are you friends with her?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, we are both uh, clients, voiceover clients at William Morris and Devin Oh, yeah. And, ah. and I, I had no idea. I mean, we became friends right away. I just, you know, really adored her, and, um, I mean, it was just kind of a silly story, but uh, she let me borrow her sewing machine because I needed the sewing machine to sew my mom a gift, and she let me borrow hers. And we got, you know, we got to talking, and um, I had no idea. I guess at that time she was still deep in Scientology. Oh. I had no idea. She she never mentioned it, and why was she? Uh, in fact, I uh, yeah. Well, you know, I mean. <sighs> It just yeah, it just you know I, I i couldn't believe when she when she actually started talking about it publicly, like, oh my God, I knew her during that time, when she had spent all that money and was at her within. No wonder why she was so stressed out. I do remember her being very stressed out, yeah.
1: um, that makes you know, she was
0: feeling, you know, her da- her daughter was a teenager at the time. I mean, what parent with a teenager is not stressed out experience, <laughs> but anyway um you know, and just, you know, we commiserated, you know, just, you know, with our, our work and, and things like that. And I was still just starting out my voiceover career at the time. And so I, like, I loved Kathy immediately. I was, like, bowing down to her because she had done what I, you know, wanting, was wanting to do. You know, she had made all this money in voiceovers and was doing great things and this, that, and the other. But she was still struggling financially. And I was just like, how are you struggling financially when you have made so much money from voiceover? Like, where is your money going? Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember thinking that. Yep. Not judging her, of course, yep. you know, because who am I to judge? But I was just wondering, like, what? What? Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were commiserating about our, you know, money problems and this, that and the other. And But I was just like, this is so bizarre. But then when she came out with Squeeze My Cans, I was just like, oh, I was able to connect the dots and the light bulb went on. And like, Real quick. Ah, what was going on?
1: Wow, because I saw you were one of the first people I saw post anything about her show, and that's how I found out about her. And, and it was one of those things. And, and we talked. I I bring it up to nauseum. Uh, the whole synchronicity thing that Didx Radio <laughs> talks about, and I was like, Well, right, yeah. well, you know, GK GK is promoting her. I'll retweet it. She and, and like I was always fascinated with Scientology. Like cool thing she's doing the show, and she said yes right away, and I was really really thrilled by that. Do you know? I don't know. You said you listened to it. She said it was her favorite interview. At that time. Now,
0: there,
1: awesome. might, yeah, there, there might have been better interviews since then, but that was what she said. You know, it was at the end of the second part. You probably stopped listening before the end of it because you were busy doing work. Well,
0: but, I'm, I'm going to go back and and make sure I listen to the whole thing in entirety because I, you know, I listened to I listened to most of it, but um, yeah, I got I got busy, but then I started listening to the other stuff, and you know. I try to I try to listen like when I'm driving when I'm stuck in traffic. <laughs>
1: yeah, you should listen to part three at the very end. I kind of let David Miscavige have it, and I kind of challenge him, which is a might be a stupid oh, thing to do, be. but I, I I put it out there and
0: well.
1: uh, I was like, well, who? You, okay, I'll just say right now. who's he speaking for? He's not speaking. He's sitting quietly, you know, hiding in the dark shadows. Who's he speaking for? I didn't oh. know this was going to be a Scientology episode. I should. Say. <laughs> <laughs> Well,
0: it's, well, for me... We had so that connection. From, yeah. Yeah, well, just have, for me, I, you know, I just wanted just to praise you on the good work you were doing. Well, thank you, you. thank you. So it's like, yeah, I just, I had to, you know, talk about Kathy and just her amazing work that she's doing and I'm so inspired by her and mm. just, you know, being able to come from that and, and turn it into something positive and it's just, I mean, I can't imagine how, you know, devastating that is for some people but I think, you know, being creative um, mm-hmm. Has been a huge blessing for
1: her. Oh my God!
0: Because she's able to turn that pain into, um, you know, into some into art for other people to learn from.
1: Yeah, she's promised me repeatedly it's coming to Florida to squeeze my cans show, and uh, I'm, I'm really Yay! looking forward to it. I want to see it. It's not scheduled yet. It's you not booked.
0: Will love it. I know you I will. will love it. I know I will. Love <laughs> it. I know.
1: Well, I like it's not even booked in this state yet, and I'm already sitting in the front row waiting. I'm just <laughs> saving the seat. <laughs> um, I really want that. Um, so when we last talked, uh, you uh, were you had done a an independent film for a festival called Heart of Mind.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Now I wanted to see because we everybody asked you about this. You get this discussion in every podcast you go on and everything about you know do you want to be in front of the camera? Have you ever done camera work? And, and Heart of Mind comes up because it's something you're very proud of. Um, is there any way we can see this film? It's been a year. Is it somewhere we can find it and look at it?
0: That's a good question. Um, I don't know.
1: <laughs> it is a good question. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, you know, it was, you know, it's a short film, and it was for the festival. So, like, I just, maybe on the festival's website. Uh, you know, that's probably where you could go. Um, it, the, hang on. I'm actually going to look it up on my laptop right now. Go
1: for it. That's awesome
0: film festival um 2016 that might be um i know that might be one place you can see it because you can see like past films and this that and the other on that site so um i think you can just like google la asian pacific film festival and then um go and, like, yeah, and then I think after clicking around, you'll see, like, past films and stuff, and it's on there.
1: All right, well, I will actually, I will listen back to this because I, I, I want to make sure I get it right. I'll listen back and I'll post that particular link uh, so people can actually go to it and see it, and I'm going to go see uh, that link uh, on my, uh, you know, on the description for the show, for the, for the one-year anniversary.
0: Yay! Yay. I can't believe it's been a year. Oh I know,
1: I know. Oh, so what you been doing over the last year? Anything fun? I know you've been you've been to HawaiiCon. There's a HawaiiCon.
0: Yeah, that was that was a blast. Um, yeah, I mean HawaiiCon was absolutely fantastic, and um, I right after right after I did HawaiiCon, I got to narrate the audio book for the story of Moana. Yes. Such an honor. I want to talk about
1: this. Uh, now, yeah. the reason I want to talk about
0: this—I
1: don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry, but the reason no, I want to talk okay. about no, this
0: is—is
1: okay. is it was a big deal for you that you wanted to so badly be the voice of Moana. Um, that was the name of the girl in the movie, right? In the story. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: Moana. You wanted to be the voice, and some young girl, some young newcomer, uh, came in and killed it. By the way. Um, I I forget her name off hand so so you've been always supportive of that which I think is awesome and you were really you anyone you ever podcasted with anyone you ever talked to that ever supported you was pushing for you to get that role you didn't get it I feel like that you got the audio book I told you this on social media and and I don't think you had seen it that way yet but it was like the the biggest win possible for you because you got to not only be Moana you got to be everybody in the book
0: <laughs> I lo- I know I was so happy that you said that I I hadn't I had never looked at it that way and that was such a gift so thank you
1: for that. That's you're uh, you're welcome well, Did you do voices a little bit in the story or you basically just read it? I did. You did? Oh
0: I did. I got to do all the character voices so yeah. It's <laughs> Disney you got to do it.
1: So so how, how what's your what's your I didn't hear the audio book yet. What's your rock voice?
0: Oh gosh, I don't even remember what I He
1: <laughs> just did something, um, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, just something. You know, I think I'd like you know, I don't know you what know, my voice like this, or something silly like that. You know you know, it's for kids. So it's like, it's like you're reading. Like you wanna you wanna make the kids laugh mm-hmm. and you know, but you also wanna you know, you don't wanna be like stupid about it. <laughs> it's like
1: you're reading to your toddler, it's it's that kind of thing.
0: Exactly. Exactly, yes. Yeah, that's awesome. It is, it's meant, you know, it's it's meant for kids to listen to and maybe you know go to sleep too. And you know, I'm waiting for a parent to tell me, oh, this is such a, you know, because it, you know, I I, um, I listened back to it and you know when you do an audio book for for kids, it's, it's slower. And, yeah. Um, so you know, it it almost put me to sleep. <laughs> <Like this. laughs> I was, I'm waiting for a parent to tell me this is a great book to put my kid to sleep to, and I will, I will oh. take it as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: you know, the, uh, the the whole thing with that is I, I got to wonder, because cause I think about it all the time. Like, I, I always say it, and so, I shouldn't say this trying to promote myself and all, but uh, I don't like my own voice. Do you ever get critical of yourself when you hear yourself back?
0: Oh, all the time. Like, I don't remember if I told you this story. Um but there was a time when, you know, we were, my fam- the whole family, like my beau and the kids, we were on a road trip uh, going, I think, to Las Vegas or something, and, you know, we're just in the car and uncomfortable and grumpy, and this commercial comes on talking about Subway, and I was just like, oh, my God, that girl's voice is so obnoxious. Oh, my God, that's me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you did not tell me that story.
0: My kids, of course, start cracking up and making fun of me. Oh, you said it out loud. But <laughs> 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 I remember, but I was just like, oh my god, I saw. They put that on air. She sounds so like Oh, oh, that was that's that's me. That's my spot. Okay.
1: Now, 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 In your defense, there's somebody sitting there near the booth going, "Can you give it to me a little bit more peppy, a little bit more excited, and high-pitched, right?" So, so there's like 18 versions of that commercial. They picked the most obnoxious one, is what you're saying.
0: I guess I don't. But that's guess.
1: not on you. That's not on you. Yeah,
0: yeah. And <laughs> you know, sometimes yeah, we have we have work that we do that we're not always proud of, and um. You know, and it's sometimes it's you know it's what the director wants, and what are you going to do? That's what the director directed you to do. So a lot of the times it's not our fault per se, and you know that's what they wanted, and I had to give them what they wanted. But
1: but by the way, director, just because she's <laughs> blaming you for this doesn't mean she doesn't want to still do work for you. <laughs> call her, I mean, call her. <laughs>
0: <way. You're> <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know you go enough you go enough time without a good spot and you start seeing that you know you don't have that extra money for that extra vacation and like all of a sudden I'll be as annoying as you want me to be <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly it's so funny you know there's, you know, there's um, there's a new trend in voiceover that's happening right now that I hear a lot of voiceover actors complaining about and um, it's it's almost like the bored out of your mind read, where they they direct you to sound like you just could not care less about whatever whatever it is you're talking about. I, I can envision this, yeah. And you know you hear it and you're just like, really? That's what they hired? But that's kind of the new trend right now. I bet you. It's really.
1: Who's that actor? Uh, this is very vague, right? Who's
0: that actor?
1: Gk, the, the oh, guy. Yeah, he was happen. on Seinfeld, and he's got the. He was the tick. He's got that drawl to his voice. Has a lot of voices. Um, God, I I, 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 I'm almost embarrassed. I don't remember his name. He was Elaine's boyfriend. Um, he was a tick. Do you remember the tick? Did you watch the tick?
0: Oh, oh gosh, yes. Um, I love him, and he does. Okay, uh, you're talking about Kronk. <laughs> What is his name? Cronk? Warburton, Patrick Warburton. He does Cronk.
1: I think so. I uh, think does, so.
0: He does Cronk on uh, Emperor's New School. Okay. Emperor's New groove. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, so, so that's like every voice he does is that voice you're telling me is popular now. So, so people. people
0: yeah. I, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Like, I he think was,
1: he you know, started you know, he, that.
0: Nobody does him like he does him. No. Maybe. No. But, um. But yeah, like there's there's a spot right now. Do with remember where it's advertising? But, but the The person that they went with or directed was just like, yeah. So you know, it's like Apple's new product is this, and go buy it.
1: <laughs> why? 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 Why is this? Why is this desired? I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I need to talk to these people because maybe I missed my call in. Maybe I should be telling them what they're what they're looking for because, uh, f- <laughs> f- yeah. You f- you know what I'm saying. But from the viewer's standpoint. If if uh, this actor I've never seen before or heard before comes on and their voices like that, I'm going, what the hell are they doing? But if I hear right. like the teacher from Ferris Bueller do that or Stephen Wright do that, right. that's exactly. hilarious. Cause, oh, that's the guy from Ferris Bueller. That's Stephen Wright, and that's the guy from the tech. You, you don't,
0: yeah,
1: you know, <laughs> it, it, it works because it's, the, it's that personality that person built, not because right. people want to hear that every time.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. It's. I mean. I guess celebrities. You know. Can get away with it. But it sounds weird when it's just. You know. Like me doing it. You
1: know. Well, yeah, because <laughs> you know, there there is nothing natural. There is nothing natural. Doing the rock on this on the audio book for Mohan might be more natural for you than than being draw and dry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah. I was looking at um, your uh, but, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh no, no, go ahead.
1: No, you go ahead. <laughs> You're all okay. this up. Go, okay. go. All
0: right. Well, I was just going to say, you know, um you know, going back to Moana and and you know, wanting to do you know, that role um like for me, like I didn't you know, they didn't even let me audition uh for the movie at all. I just wanted to be on their radar and I wanted yeah. them to let me do something.
1: Don't you think that was and kind of a thing where they were looking for younger voices just to, just to have that that feel?
0: Um probably, you know, and I think um you know, by the time like I started, you know, my agents started calling and and I I think they should, you know, the role had already been cast by that time, but
1: um, right
0: like I was just like just, you know, Hello, Disney. Something. I'm Polynesian. You guys have known me for years. Give me something! <laughs> yeah. And um, the thing that I wanted to say about it was that, um, you know, when, when something like that comes up and you want it so badly uh, just to be a small part of, you know, something that is so dear to your heart and it doesn't happen
1: crushing. Like, that's
0: you know yeah yeah it it, it absolutely devastating and and I feel like you know the work the work that we do as artists and as entertainers um on one hand, you know that's what it's all about, you know, we're <laughs> constantly going after <laughs> things and being told, no, we can't have them, yeah um and uh like you know, just getting to do the audiobook was huge but going back to what you had said about it I just you know again wanted to thank you for just giving me that gift of letting me know that I got to do all of those voices and I didn't just get to be Moana I got to do
1: all know, of do them
0: Pua. I got to do the chicken I got to do you know I got to do hey hey I got to do <laughs> I got to do the parents I got to do the grandma That's right. and you know and I feel like um you know, just being able to like put yourself out there and and you know prom- doing all this self promotion, it, it can be so tireless. And but it's like putting ships out. You know, you're like you're putting your ships out into the water and you're hoping something will come back to you. Right. <laughs> and I I honestly, so I'm I'm going. I, I probably sound like I'm talking in circles, but I my point to this. You're fine. <laughs> I feel, I almost feel like. You know, you, our friendship, our relationship are has was almost like one of my ships that I put out there, and now it's coming back, and you are just doing so many amazing things and touching so many other people's lives, and if I hadn't gone after Moana, that, you know, just to be a part of the franchise at the time that I did, I don't think you and I ever would have connected. Wow. So, that, that's going... Wow. Yeah, yeah, so coming, you know, for a full circle and like being, you know putting myself out there for the first time, and and meeting you, and meeting, you know, the Dead X radio guys, and just, you know, Megawatt, and just all the wonderful people that we've come into contact with, like, it's just been, it was such a gift, like, all the way around, and, um, yeah, and I'm just, I just wanted to let you know that.
1: (laughs) So you're drinking that synchronicity juice, too. (laughs) (laughs) It's real, man, it's real, I mean, I got... It's how I got uh to get the library boards on, the dweeb darlings. it's all connected, uh so many connections, man. Like like you're not directly connected to to Morgan Strebler, but because of, you know, other connections that sprout out it, it's all it's those ships. Their ships are connected. You're absolutely right. It's all on the same yeah. channel, all on the same path. It's uh it's a beautiful thing. It's almost like an unofficial uh rat pack of the of the of the mid two thousands. I mean, you know, it's like <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's this whole of. group of
1: people that are all kind of supporting each other and, and making their own way somehow, and it's been uh, quite a ride and enjoyable to watch everybody and their successes. You know the Dead X guys are going to uh, they'll be on Tampa Radio. They they'll be going uh, legit.
0: I saw that, that terrestrial radio. It's <laughs> so amazing.
1: Do you know how many times I'm gonna I'm gonna make a confession here because I'm buddies with all those guys and I would never say anything to hurt those guys and no, all we're all friends. They'd help me out if I needed it. There were times where I wonder just just how legit the shit they were telling me was. <laughs> you know, you know? <laughs> Wasn't sure how much of it was talk, it uh, but uh, no, these guys are for real, man.
0: They're amazing,
1: yeah, yeah. You, you're not you're not gonna say anything. Gonna say, yeah, Chris, I no. thought that too sometimes. <laughs> no, I mean,
0: you know, they're just. I love paranormal stuff. Yeah, you know, I do. I, I've always I've always just.
1: A win from the get go. Yep.
0: And uh, so you know, and they're just they're just so funny. Like I just I love their banter and
1: it's natural. It's just you know, so real and natural and, and, and raw. It's awesome. It yeah, really is. and they
0: just they make me so happy.
1: <laughs> man, I tell you what, I, I gotta tell you, man. Uh, I'm I, a little teary eye right now. No, I'm not really I'm not really crying or nothing, but that was uh that was deep. I really appreciate that. That meant a lot to hear that from you and uh and that my listeners get to hear you say that. Good job, checks in the mail.
0: Um <laughs>
1: Oh man, I I'm looking at this real quick, you know, I know it's a little bit off, off topic. Uh uh seeing this mo- this movie, is it? Uh Throne of Elves that you're in, and it looks looks solid. Oh, yeah. Great reviews, but it's not in America, I don't think.
0: Not yet. Okay. It will be. Excellent. Um I think it's coming maybe sometime this summer. Oh, really? Uh, but in, Yeah, but there's some, yeah, there's some great actors in there. Anika Nani Rose is in there. Um, and, um, oh gosh, why am I blanking? I'm blanking on the other people's names. But it's a, it's a great little project, a beautiful, beautiful animation. So I was very, very honored to be a small, small part of that.
1: Absolutely. I'm I'm excited to see it because like I said I I've read some reviews already and uh they're they're all on the higher ends man, they're all up for towards ten out of ten. And that's that's phenomenal. So, uh, good work there. Um, you know, I've always been a fan of of what you since I've known you for a year. I've been a fan Aww. of your work, but uh, I was just, you know, this. is the thing: is there are people you become a fan of that you weren't aware of, that you were already a fan of them for years. Like Charlie Adler is a good example. There was my second guest that oh, I think
0: yeah.
1: I think comes off of our uh, our our, uh, our same shipping channel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's one of the greatest human beings on the earth, uh, in my opinion.
0: Oh, isn't he fantastic?
1: He's the only person I know, and I know he gets grief sometimes, but he's the only person I know that posts really, really specific, detailed, uh, opinionated ideas about politics. From his <laughs> from his side of things that someone might not agree with, and nobody really gives him trouble over it because I mean, it's Charlie freaking Adler. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Charlie Adler.
1: Like, what are you gonna do? You can't, you can't, you can't get mad at Charlie Adler. You just
0: can't. Oh my gosh! It's almost like I know you've got, you have to have seen the the um the Trump reads and the Joker voice that Mark Hamill is doing. Have you heard those?
1: phenomenal, and what makes it great is oh everybody knows what makes it makes it great. Everybody knows it makes it great. It's, it's not just us, Mark Hamill and the Joker. It's that the words. Fit the Joker's personality. It's it's right there. <laughs> it's
0: so scary. It's well, so scary. i was
1: just like legit, oh God, I legit.
0: Give <laughs> but yeah, same thing. You know, same thing with him. It's Mark Hamill. What are you gonna do?
1: Mark Hamill. No one, no one's complaining about Mark Hamill, man. I, I, I'm really. I tell you what. I am a huge fan of of, of Mark Hamill. Uh, do you, Do you know Mark Hamill? You probably don't.
0: Maybe no, I mean, you do. we worked. We have we have shared credits, and you know I've worked on we've worked on um, some of the same projects. But I have not ever had the pleasure of meeting him in I person. Remember I went into the, I, I yeah in person. I went into the booth right after him one, by, one time to work on a um you know I don't remember what it was. Some, it was either a TV show or a video game and. They were like, "Yeah, Mark Hamill was just in here." I was like, "Did oh, he uh, sit here? Is this really the microphone he used?" Oh, I feel, I feel the power.
1: So, so I was gonna ask you about that. So, you do get a little bit of fangirl when you meet other celebrities, other other voice actors and actresses.
0: It's sometimes, that, like, it I mean, Hamill.
1: Who it is. <laughs> you know, Hamill's a, a given. I think.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I haven't met, like I said, I haven't met him yet, but I would probably fangirl all over him if I ever got to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> fangirl <laughs> all over him. I admit it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, well, I think it's great. I love that we had this report because I worry about um, podcasting when I have someone on. And, and a lot of times the people I'm having on are people who've done 1,800 interviews. And you, you're one of those people who's probably done more interviews than Voices. And that's a lot of voices. <laughs> that's a lot of interviews. And something that I want—I just wanted to say this because I've never met the guy. I've never spoken to the guy. I think we share uh, follows on Twitter, and that's about the size of it. But um, when I was going to interview you as my first interview, now keep in mind—and I still feel like a lot of people tell me Heidi Cox was my best interview. But by the way. But I still feel no. like you might have been my best interview, and 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 you were the first time I ever interviewed anyone. I was afraid I looked like an idiot sitting here going, "So how are you? And uh, do you like cheese? <laughs> you know." But I, you know, <laughs> but but I wanted to make sure I was ready. And what I did was, and, and a lot of it was coming from uh, James Lott Jr.'s style of doing things. You know James, I think, um, a little bit on social media. I think.
0: Oh yeah, uh, yeah, James, yeah. So
1: so James, Phantom TV, and all that. He um you know, he has a way of doing this, so what I do and I still do this to this day by the way, I'm a lunatic when someone's coming on my show, I want to hear everything they've ever said before because what I'm gonna do <laughs> no, what I'm gonna do is make sure that I either ask the same question differently from a different angle or change it in some mm-hmm. way that it's not the same interview you've heard ten times before and uh, That's and I, fantastic and I feel like we achieved that on the first interview and I was worried about it on this one too. Because um, because we've talked before on the air, and you know, what do you talk about when you've already covered the career? So uh, we, we've done a good job. <laughs> we've, we've done it so far. We pulled it off. <laughs> but I want to say that when I was doing my research, what I came across the first podcast, and this is not a knock on every other podcast you've been on. No offense to anyone else. But when I heard uh, Kiss Vanderhoofel interview you on voiceover, all over voiceover, um, that guy knows what he's doing. And I just, wanted to give, I just wanted to give this guy props because it was his interview review that made me see like, okay, now I know how I need to angle this to make it not only different than his, but the other ten before him. And uh, so I want to give him props. He, he knows what he's doing, and I think it helps that he knows the industry and the business and everything.
0: Yeah, so. yeah, and he's, um, you know, he he's been doing it for a while. By the time he got to me, right? And um, right. you know, I mean, and he's he's an inter, you know, he's entertainer, been an entertainer for, for years, and he, you know, he's an actor in front of the camera, and, and um, you know, has a big personality, and knows how to carry, uh, you know, a conversation, and um, yeah, he was, I mean, he's just a natural, but I just want, you know, to say to you, like, I felt like, you know, I felt like, you know, we already had a relationship, and, and I just, you know, and again, like, now, like, it doesn't, when I t- whenever I talk to you, like, it doesn't feel like an interview, it just feels like we're two friends catching up,
1: G. O. and Neil said that on the first interview. He said it sounded like two buddies talking, and it was it was fun as heck to listen to. It was great.
0: So you know, and you've always made me feel very comfortable. And you know,
1: you're
0: you you know, you just you have a great way with people too. Like, and that's how I feel whenever I listen to one of your podcasts. Um, Wow. It's almost like, yeah, it's almost like I'm not listening to an interview. It's like I'm eavesdropping on on a conversation, like a really interesting conversation. That's
1: great. I love love the good good positive vibes here. Keep it going. Keep keep complimenting me. Let's talk more about me. It's It's my year anniversary. Let's keep going. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: you know, you know while we're talking about me, I will say this. <laughs> I will say this. You mentioned earlier that your favorite show was the one that, that Bo and I, by the way, this was inspired by a private chat and some Facebook post that Bo had put up uh on the issue of the racial tensions and stuff. Um I remember. Yeah, Bo Bo inspired us. I said, Bo, come on here and talk to me. You 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 don't sound like an idiot when you talk, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and have them on well, it's great because you said it was great to listen to two white guys sit and talk about racism. How great was that? Well, I want to tell you what, I, what I'm proud of most about that, not to toot our own horns, but I I feel like we managed to do it um, as an advocation for people of color, or people of, uh, of any other difference that are treated differently, without alienating the, the white people too. I, I think we did a pretty good job of keeping that balance, and I was really proud of that.
0: You nailed it. You really did. And you got to give oh. Bo credit for that too, because
1: he he held He helped me out because I sometimes I get like, yeah, but you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's really good at that kind of thing, and you know, so- social injustice is always a hot button topic for him, and you know, and he does speak about it very intelligently and eloquently. And
1: well, you're a person of color, like 18 colors. You know, um, right. <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about this? Because I get pe- people always like my tweets and like my comments, and they, and they, you know, they appreciate when I say these. But no one ever actually comments farther on it. And I think it's maybe it's touchy, but I always keep saying you, know, you can't you can't lose where you come from and who you are. You don't want to lose your 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 uh, your heritage, of course, and, and you want to be proud of that. And that's why you want to be part of Mohana. But at the same time, aren't we better off when we start thinking of ourselves as human beings together instead of because when you fight for women's rights, you're putting that accent on women's. When you fight for gay rights, you're like, we're a group of gay people. And and the focus is gay people here, women here, black people here, Spanish people here. If you make it people, all that goes away.
0: It's a lot easier said than done. Well,
1: well, here's the thing. People get offended. And I've had people get offended when I say those things. People close to me got offended when I say those things because, look... Doesn't change the fact that we're being treated the way we're being treated, and that things are happening the way they happen. That doesn't change. True, and it's not, and and it's taken this way, but it's not meant. At least not when I say it. When other people say it, it might be, but when I say it, it's not to say, look, get over it or just deal with it. Let it, you know, ignore it. It'll go away. I'm not saying that. The the point of it is. When I say that, I'm not saying that for the benefit of the of the gay rights group and of the, of the black rights group and of the, of the anybody of color or race or creed or sex. I'm not saying it for them. I'm saying it for the people who are going against them, the people who don't see it, the people who don't realize how bigoted that they might be acting. It's for their benefit, yes. and I think that gets lost in translation a lot when that message is put out there. What do you, What do you think of that?
0: No, I yeah, that makes sense.
1: I think um, it just became NPR.
0: Those things. To say those things to like-minded people, right? You know, it's it's just yeah, you're preaching to the choir. But to have someone, you know, who doesn't necessarily think that they're bigoted or prejudiced, to hear it, it's it's almost like oh, they it doesn't apply to them because they're like oh, I oh I love everybody. I'm not you know I'm not prejudiced. But there are people who are. Um, still like it's it's not going to apply to them. They're not even going to take it into consideration. Like, I think... um, I don't know. I just... You know, seeing the opposition to all of the stuff that's happening... um, Well, let me clarify. Uh, The opposition, I guess, to the... You know, to the... Like, the Women's March. Right. Or the... um, You know, the Black Lives Matter stuff. Like, the people who are offended by that. um, They just... They just have blinders on, you know, they just, they don't, they don't get it and they call them idiots and they say they're stupid. Oh, if you, you know, if you really cared, you'd take all that time, you know, that you're, you know, making your signs and go, you know, donate money to something or, you know, <laughs> like
1: it's just, right? the comments,
0: <laughs> the comments that I have it's seen dismissive. in opposition to all these things are just so, they're so, I want to say they're ignorant but yeah. I'm using that word because it's so it's so demeaning, and I don't mean to demean people. But it, you know, it's just they just don't get it. But it's 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 unfathomable to them. It's almost like um, ultraviolet light that we cannot see. It's there, but you can't see it, so you right. just ignore it. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's really hard, I think, for people to take those blinders off and and um, feel for other people and especially in this environment when it's like every almost every man for himself. You know oh. just, you know, Trump's Trump's created this, this environment. Well it's America first, America first. And who cares about everybody else? We're gonna build the wall and we're gonna hire American and, you know, buy American and everybody's all about America. Forget about the rest of the world. And they, right. that makes it even scarier because it's like, a mess. you wanna be a global, you wanna be a global citizen. You don't right. want to be an American citizen.
1: Damn right. Damn right. Um, i tell you, this, as you're saying, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, we're, I've seen it break down in, in categories. There's, first, there's the terrorist attacks, and then there's police yeah. shootings of armed black men, then there's people shooting police just because they're against police all of a they're sudden. they
0: yeah. and,
1: and what you have is you have this social infrastructure breakdown just internally, and you're going, hey, while you're not looking – while you're planning that ambush of that police officer over there, and why this police officer is choosing a a bullet over a stun gun over here, there's a terrorist in the bomb in the other side of town <laughs> you know let's yes. let's let's put this into yeah. focus really
0: but uh it does it it takes it takes the focus off of you know what we could be doing and and instead of building bridges and reaching you know hands across the aisle it's it's building walls and and you know. Yeah. Telling everyone else you're on your own. Sorry. Is is it true what Bo told
1: me on our conversation? Bo Bo told a story about you. Maybe you're not comfortable going there because you got to oh, no. because you got to go remember. to work. he, it was, told, it was, he uh,
0: tells all kinds it, of stories about me. <laughs> it was
1: about taking uh, <laughs> Canon to auditions, like depending on who they say you are. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes, yes. That is true. Um yeah, I don't. I mean, you know, I'll tell people. Uh I think I talked about it in one of my one of my other interviews. Um But yeah, Canon is, you know, he's my little my little white boy. And
1: <laughs> He could pass for both? The,
0: yeah, he well, he he looks white. I mean, it he does I mean,
1: mostly I'm, look like 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 uh Belle. yeah.
0: Yeah, and um so it takes people aback sometimes when they see us together they're like are you his nanny or what's going on I mean we look alike it's interesting because we do have very similar features um, but you know just to, see, just to judge him on his skin tone and just you know by himself who he is he's always he always goes up for Caucasian. so when I take him to an audition I have to go hide because if the casting director sees me they freak the fuck out use my language but no <laughs> they're just like what so if it's you know sometimes it's a, if it's a really big audition I'll make both take him
1: now, now casting's very uh, is a very superficial process anyway to begin with. Um, as we 've discussed yeah. before and, and the thing is I do think that 's like the height of racism, even though right I mean, maybe they don 't realize it, but the only reason he 'd be disqualified from a role would not be his talent or that he fits with the family that they 're casting, but because they saw who his mother was that is like, that is sick yeah't yeah. You know, i don 't I don't get it it 's like the leeches and doctors you know I always make that reference like you know there was a time where we treated everything with leeches and some people are still living in that yeah. age. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, some people just still, you know, uh, don't. They don't get it. They just don't get it, and and um, that's hard.
1: That is a long, yeah. tough road to get the people to see your yeah. side. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it, it's really it's it's sad too because it's you know it can come between families and um, you know and friendships and.
1: Makes me wonder where where does it end? Where does it end? Because you know the yeah. I I think sometimes I think to myself that I'm so lucky, and I wonder why I got to be lucky enough that I was born in this country and not born in Kenya. You, you know what I mean? That could have been any yeah. of us, right? So how how can you not see that the same way with with people in your own community? You could have been born that other person that you're seeing differently just because of something else. It 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 yeah. it boggles my mind and it's weird. I guess that I guess it's a good sign for somebody's uh character that they don't get it because
0: <laughs>
1: cause if I got it I would understand it too much and it would be weird. Uh it just, it's not the world, not the world that I see. Um Oh my gosh. You, you you enjoy watching uh anime, don't you? Or animation? Yeah, yeah. What are you watching on Netflix right now?
0: What am I watching on Netflix right now? Um Let's see, Black Mirror. Oh my God, so good! I've heard
1: that before. I need uh, to check it out.
0: Oh, it's so good. You gotta watch it. That's <laughs> I, I'm, I'm in a bit of a show hole right now. I was just thinking about this this morning. I was like, I don't have I need a show to binge on to like get my mind off of all the horrible current affairs that are going on. You know, like right? I do read. You know, I, I read a lot. Um, you know, I try to find some like mindless. Reading. I mean, you know, like you know, something entertaining. Like I love John Grisham and things like that. And um, uh, oh, oh, I just oh, one really good. I know you asked me what I'm watching on Netflix, and I'm getting into books. I'm sorry. That's okay. But, um, <laughs> it's okay. Oh, it's all interesting. Ready Player. Ready Player One is like it's just a good book. They're turning that into a movie. But anyway, back <laughs> to that. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm in a show hole. Like I I, I finished I finished Black Mirror. Um, I watched. Um, the OA, and I didn't like it. I watched it all the way through, hoping it was going to get better, and it just didn't. Um, I've
1: heard stuff like that about that. Stranger it Things?
0: It just so disappointing. Um, trying to think, what else? What else? Stranger uh, Things? I haven't no? really watched a whole lot of anime. Oh, I love Stranger Things. Yes, 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 we watched that. The whole family watched it. We all loved it.
1: Do, do you want to hear my theory on Barb? I think Barb... Oh,
0: yeah!
1: So, spoiler alert, anyone listening that hasn't binged it yet, it's only eight episodes, go binge it and continue the, the podcast later, it'll still be in the spot, I'm sure. <laughs>
0: um,
1: <laughs> I think Barb's alive. I was just talking, you know Megawatt Cosplayer, our mutual friend, the cosplayer, uh, she was on my show uh, recently, yeah. um, and uh, we talked about this also, and uh, I want to see your thoughts on this. When you find Barb in the underworld, or in the upside-down, she's completely devoured, (laughs) like she's been destroyed Uh, but this little boy William Will, he's been in there for days, like over a week and he's hiding in a little cardboard shack (laughs) you know, he's very, very, very little protected, (laughs) and they say he's a good hide and seeker but to think that Barb goes into the Upside Down and dies immediately, but Will's been cagey enough to survive all this time well, look at the way we found Will Will was up against the wall in a in some kind of tree with a tube in his mouth, right? And then right. he comes back to the real world, and he, you saw it all, right? You saw the whole thing?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he yeah, comes yeah. back,
1: and he pulls the tube out, and he's throwing up these little slugs or whatever.
0: Wormy things. <laughs>
1: I'm thinking Will's a clone. And probably out there somewhere Ooh. is a Barb clone, too. That's my theory.
0: <sighs> Ooh, I like that theory.
1: Yeah, so, so Megawatt says... You know, megawatt goes. You know, the Duffer Brothers said that you know they weren't that she wasn't alive, but they were going to honor her memory some way. That that's you know that, that that's appropriate. Well, if she's not alive, then her clone might be, and that's that's what I'm getting at.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I
1: hope uh, so. got a theory. It's
0: so. Funny how everyone just loved Barb. Like, they're like, Barb, What happened to Barb? <laughs>
1: she stood out. She kind of looked like, like, like uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? She looked like an animated character in a real world. It's very, I very think, big. Great.
0: I, I think maybe what it was about her is she was such like eighty. She was so. Oh 80. yeah. Everything about her—the glasses, the hair, the clothes, the way she talked—like she just, like embodied
1: <laughs> yeah she she stood out more think, than anything
0: yeah she really did she was like everybody's favorite character
1: <laughs> that makes her iconic aside She's from like, Dustin
0: Dustin Dustin rocks
1: oh Dustin was the coolest was, kid like, awesome. yeah Dustin was I the best oh I hear
0: he's so nice and I love hearing that I've been hearing that, hearing
1: that from that. the cons yep
0: yeah kid actors are just awesome
1: Oh, um, well, on the subject of Netflix, I want to bring this other one up because uh, this is like my latest love, and and, and my family's been watching it. We've been, we've been uh, binge watching it, episode two at a time before I go to work and everything. And and uh, Troll Hunters is a wonderful, amazing show. Oh. Have you seen that yet?
0: I've heard of. I I've heard of it, and I auditioned for it, and they didn't hire me, so I haven't watched <laughs> it. <but> bastard.
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> you auditioned for it? Okay, were you going for the uh, the girl? Uh, <laughs> The, the young girl, the, uh, I forget her name. I don't even remember what, I don't even
0: remember what character Claire.
1: For, but yeah. Oh, I'm nice. sorry, I'm sorry you didn't get the role.
0: I <laughs> know, oh, it's totally fine. <laughs> it's a
1: phenomenal series. It's by, you know, it's by Guillermo del Toro, and, uh, it was Anton Yelchin's last acting job before he, his, car, his fatal oh. car accident. God rest his soul. I uh, love him. I tell you what, it was a phenomenal performance and in, in the cartoon, you know, I wish you did get the role because this thing is, is m massively awesome. the storytelling, everything is cool, the character development is really, really uh, pretty deep and then I, I say I say, you know, get over yourself a little bit and go watch it. I, <laughs> will, I,
0: will. I just don't All know right. I
1: just don't know how or if they can recast him for another season. Uh, he's got a very distinct voice. Um, I always thought, I was like, maybe if I practiced over and over again, it'll be my first role is taking his place. And, you know, first of all, you can't take his place, but, you know, take that role. And, uh, but I don't know that anyone can really match that voice. So it's probably going to be a noticeable difference if you do a season two. I hope they do a season two though.
0: Yeah, well, definitely, I'll definitely check it out.
1: I'm sorry. I brought up painful memories for you.
0: It's I'm it's okay, really. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah,
1: and then the car accident, you know. But
0: <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> poor guy, God. I feel bad. He's oh. guy was young. He had a lot of that career ahead of him. A lot of career.
0: That one got me. Yeah, I mean, it's the young ones, man. There were a, yeah. I mean, there were so many. You know, everyone talked about oh, you know, the terrible things that happened. All the all the celebrities we lost, and that one. That one really got me, maybe because, yeah, he was just so young, and he just had his entire career ahead of him. And, oh, Yeah,
1: yeah. Curry Fisher was kind of <laughs> young, too, at 60, but i got to say, there, there's something to be said for uh, putting it in perspective. Because you're looking at, all right, so if you're not counting the, the horrible slayings of people, of human beings in the real world, the celebrity side of things, these are people we've been seeing on our television since the 60s and 40s, most of them. And, um, I mean, this is when television first became a thing in in every household. So this is the first time we've seen a flap and a wave of people in this, you know, die out once, but it was their time, a lot of them. Uh, Your Gene Wilders and such. But someone like, you get the Carrie Fisher, some of the people in their 50s and 60s, these are people who didn't, to probably live in the cleanest they've ever lived in their lives at 60 and 50 and whatever. But but yeah, the yeah. damage was done when they were younger, and that's just the a, a PSA for young people out there now in their twenties and thirties that are like <laughs> rolling their eyes, going shit, whatever. Oh, take care of yourselves now because you don't know what, <laughs> you don't know what tomorrow is going to look like. Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean you, know, you look yeah. at it, all the people are getting diabetes and heart attacks, and this it's a big deal. Just uh, yeah. Anyway, enough of the sadness. This is a celebration. Uh, so. <laughs> So, uh, do you have any suggestions? Is there anything that, in your mind, as a listener, and uh, maybe Bo would be the best person to ask, because Bo and I talk all the time, and I know he listens to the show, because we talk about the show. Um, <laughs> any suggestions? What should I do? What can I do to change up the show? What do you think I should change more than anything else, if change anything?
0: I don't know. I just honestly, I mean, this is the worst advice ever, but I just keep doing what you're doing. And, you know, do shows that you believe in, have people on that you are genuinely interested in and that's what I think has made your show so good is that you you know you're not just interviewing people to interview people like you nobody's telling you who you're going to have on your show next right you're choosing because because you're genuinely interested in what these people have to say and, and that's you know, that's what just makes it so natural, and so I'm like, it's just a great conversation to, to, to listen
1: to. I've been so lucky. All the best guests. Uh, yeah. I'm not just kissing, but to all the guests that have been on this show, all the best guests. I'm really, really, really uh, grateful for that. Um, and it all comes from this, this this, this boat path, this ship trail, and, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, anything that you want to see? Is there something that you think I should try to get more on my show? I mean, you're already going to get more Scientologists because I've taken up that whole thing on Fridays that I'm just determined to do. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, the whole thing. I mean, that is just... It's so great. Um,
1: I hope so. I know people are critical of it sometimes, but so...
0: You know, it's just... It's, you're doing such good work, though. Like, you and, like... I just... I I put, like everything that Kathy's doing and and Leah Rimini is doing like I feel like I just want to throw you in that category too you guys are doing good stuff <laughs> I,
1: I want to be cautious cuz I don't want pe- I, I don't want it. I, I I can't be in that boat you know what I mean I can't be I, I I'm a regular person who's yeah. never been
0: through no, what I they've been you.
1: through so well,
0: that's, I think what makes it so interesting is because you you were never a Scientologist. you were never in it but you're you're giving people a place to talk about it because you're genuinely interested
1: Well, Um, how many times have you been told something was wrong with you or something that you couldn't do, and there were people who could stand up for you that didn't because it didn't affect them? Like John Travolta. Yeah.
0: This is a good example. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know. Maybe... just think about some some of the other subjects that you're intrigued by. <laughs> or, you know, some other things that you know, because it kind of started out. You know, yeah, you you, know, you had some voice actors on, or you, you know, and then uh, and then you know, you and Bo, you you, you were inspired to do that show with Bo, and then um, it uh, you know, as long as it's important to you, someone's gonna listen and be touched by it.
1: Well, I I'm I've been I've been really relieved because what I've seen is uh more than anything I've seen people come back and say uh you know this happened because of your show and to hear that is just amazing. It took it took a good 3 quarters of the year to get to start getting that kind of feedback, but I always said I wanted to make sure that there was something happening from the show more than just a guy talking into a microphone and people listening got a sense of duty or something you know i want to make sure that there's some kind of impact and finally i feel like you know i have a purpose here behind this microphone
0: yeah and then as long as you feel that way you know good things are going to come out of it i almost feel like you know having me back on is is a letdown i just couldn't
1: i I just couldn't find anything better i was like i'll just call i'll just call gk back on you know now you're paying the butt to get on the show gk i don't know you're not my backup. You're like a struggle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, I mean, I mean that, you know, I mean that as a compliment, though, because you've had such good people on it. I was actually really surprised. I'm like, really? You want to have me back on? Why? Well, it's
1: the thing, you know, it's a year anniversary. First guess. Hey, uh, speaking of that, I'll tell you how much of a pain it is to get you on the show because your schedule's so crazy. Take me through the average oh, okay. day of a GK, Bose.
0: Oh my God! Well, I mean, I, I would like, you know, <laughs> you know. People, yes, I'm very busy, but it's not. It's 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 just the grind. The dr. It's the kids getting their little butts up and ready for school, and oh, cooking and cleaning and laundry and phone calls and auditions and bookings. I mean, it's just you know, from the time I get up, you know, if I, mean, if I can squeeze in a workout, I will, because you know, I got to keep taking those awesome bikini pics and.
1: you just had to piss Um, off your sister-in-law that's all it is
0: right that's I mean that's my main motivation come on Um, you know so it's like today you know Cannon ended up uh, his improv class got moved and Cole you know my other son had to stay after school to to practice he's in a percussion band and then he got invited to go perform at Disney concert hall and so he's got to go do that and and so I mean, it's just it's a lot of, I mean it's a lot of parenting stuff.
1: <laughs> I know. You, it's amazing that <laughs> you pull it's that
0: happening.
1: off. It's amazing you pull that off. And people oh. criticize homeschooling, but your kids seem to be pretty well adjusted. And I know Cannon's kicking ass.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah. So I homeschool him. I homeschooled, you know, Cannon. And then I and and then the other one is in regular school. And um, you know, so it's just that balance and their schedules and. Um, you know, and and then, oh, and then tonight, too, like I get, I go to pick up, I mean, this happens all the time. I mean, I I went to pick up, uh, I dropped Cannon off at his improv class, had to go back to school, get Cole from his percussion practice, drop him back off at home, do an audition real quick, get back in the car, go get Cannon, <laughs> bring Cannon home, do another audition real quick, cook dinner, feed the dog, feed the cat, start the laundry, move the laundry off, <laughs> and just get the mail, answer the phone call, it's, you know, tell the kid to get his feet off the couch. It's it's life, it's just, yeah, and it gets crazy, but I honestly wouldn't have it any other way. The
1: rest of us have no place to complain. (laughs) I really,
0: I, you know, I just, it's great. It is great. It's exhausting, and, you know, you you do it again the next day. <laughs> it's
1: rewarding, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy things are going real well for you, and I, and I just, I only see them getting better for you, rather we do. Um, what I'll do in, with my return guest, this is a special anniversary return guest, but I'm not doing anything extra because I couldn't, I wasn't creative enough today. But uh, <laughs> so you, uh, return guests are doing word association, but I'm not doing it like the boring, regular kind. That would be uh, plagiarism to some degree that no one would care about, but still, I'm not doing that. Uh, that's like a James Lipton thing, right? You say a word, first word comes to your mind. So I just change a little bit. It's to say a word, the first three words to come to your mind. So it's five words I'll do that okay. with. And so three words to describe these five words. Each is that confusing or what? Okay.
0: Yes. Okay, I'm confused. Okay, so wait. you're saying three words and then I give you five?
1: I'm giving you one word, five five different words. One word. okay. Five different words each. Oh. Okay. And each time I give okay. you a word, you'll give me the first three things that come to your mind. That's a better way to for say it. First
0: three things.
1: Yeah. Okay. In, in your okay. mind.
0: I think I got
1: it. Okay. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. I mean, I can like I can like stop the recording and we can talk for a half hour about it and I can send you instructions via email and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Practice round. Let's do practice round. No, there's no practice round. All right, we're in association okay. with GK Bose on the anniversary one-year edition of Come Get Some. Uh, let's see, first word: cosplay.
0: Cosplay, um, Comic Con, Anime, Video Games.
1: Pretty good. Okay, uh, number two: Charlie Adler.
0: <laughs> uh, Buster Bunny, <laughs> uh, Warner Brothers. Um, fun. <laughs> Alright, I'll
1: go with that. Alright, here's one for you, The Rock.
0: Oh, gosh. Um, WWE. Um, wrestling. Is that the same thing? WWE wrestling and yeah, uh, Samoan. It is Samoan. <laughs>
1: terrible, <laughs> terrible. Uh,
0: see.
1: <laughs> we'll go with that. Alright, uh, Stranger Things.
0: Oh, um Barb. <laughs> uh eleven.
1: Yeah.
0: Winona Ryder. Awesome. <laughs> uh, Whyona Rider. a Rider? I always forget to say it, How old is
1: her name? I don't know. I'm gonna how have to if Wynonna I'm Wynonna. ever gonna have her on a show I have to learn how to pronounce it myself. But uh, I, I I do wanna have her on a show only her. because I do feel something girl. The daughter People
0: from like the shop and
1: <laughs> The Daughter from juice Uh that's how I describe her to my daughter she's like that's her she's not nobody's little girl anymore but uh <laughs> you know. but I do want to have another one because she did such a great job with that role but I don't know if I'll ever be able to find her contact information anyway uh the last one uh Come Get Some by Christy. Mm.
0: awesome podcast with two words um <laughs> proud
1: Yes. If anyone just started listening at the end for some reason that doesn't make any sense at all, that that, that will totally confuse them. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you real quick because you're a big fan of iZombie Zombie. I think you were a big fan of iZombie Zombie. I don't know if yes. it's, I, I tried it yes. on your suggestion. It didn't really, it didn't click with me, honestly.
0: However, no. okay.
1: however, there's a new show coming on Netflix that I'm really excited about. You might know what I'm getting at here. The Santa Clarita Diet. You know that one?
0: No.
1: Look that up on YouTube, the Santa Clarita Diet. Man. It's a YouTube series coming in February with Drew Barrymore, starring Drew Barrymore, and I can't remember the guy. It's Timothy Oliphant. Uh, she becomes oh, yeah. she dies and becomes a zombie, and then her family is trying to help her sustain life being alive by. Uh, it's almost it's like Dexter meets a zombie. It's like they're only gonna kill people who deserve it, and then she's gonna eat them, and she it keeps her healthy. Her she doesn't look like pale like the zombies do. She's just, she blends in with regular people, but she uh she she needs to be able to eat people to survive. So it looks like, and it's like a it's like a dark comedy. Like I said, it kind of reminds me of Dexter slash Eye Zombie. It's just that kind of thing. I'll
0: check it out.
1: I just bored I'll the whole audience to sleep no, with I'll that, but check it out. It looks in. good. I got
0: I got a little bored with Eye Zombie towards the end of this um the latest season. Uh, I I I loved the first season. I had a little I had a hard time with the second season, and I. You know, I mean, I, I don't. I can totally see why it didn't click with you because, I mean, there's just some. Yeah, I don't know. It's almost like the writers kind of lost their way. Uh, they're trying to figure out what to do with themselves. Um, a
1: lot of yeah, corners are
0: painted. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just talked you out of it. I, I'm sorry, I zombie creators and no, everybody, related to the no, show. You didn't I talk just talked me <laughs> out of it. I mean,
0: I'll probably still, I'll probably give it a chance, but I just, I know, I, can't, I do. I don't know if I just. It's it's hard to keep, I mean, the writers have their work cut out for them, and it's hard mm-hmm. to keep people's interests anymore. Like, I got bored with a lot of different shows. Like, I was all about Once Upon a Time for a while there, and now I just, I'm kind of over it. I don't watch it anymore.
1: Well, um, you, you know, it's the hero's effect. It's the whole thing where after a while you start to maybe. realize, you start to realize nobody dies. Nobody's ever, no one ever becomes good again. Everybody's Everybody's got some evil in them, and it's, it's no fun after that.
0: Maybe. I guess, I don't know. I just, I mm. got bored with that. I got bored with Grimm, which I also loved.
1: Look, the whole um, thing, the whole thing, time. the whole knock on Stolskin on Once Upon a Time, if we can get into that for just a second, because I didn't mean to, but here we go. The whole knock on Stolskin <laughs> is, we should just do a podcast, like, duo for, like, once a month. No, uh, but the, the thing with uh, Once Upon a Time is, Stolskin right now, he's, like, he, he can't be... He can't be reformed, right? He's just so dark. He's never, he's never gonna not be selfish or whatever. The last time he died was like the most selfish act a man could commit ever in the world, and now they're saying he can't. He's nothing but selfish. It, it, they're contradicting themselves, and it's just it, it annoyed me too much. I can't watch it anymore, all because of Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> because they, they can't get their shit straight.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> Screw I you. Once got, about, yeah.
1: No, I love Once Upon a Time though, but I, I don't know how much I'll watch going forward.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I just yeah. And I think a lot of shows I mean I think a lot of shows end up fantasy shows especially. Um, it's weird because you think the fantasy shows have a lot more freedom to mm-hmm. play with and kind of go and jump the shark and do it a, you know. Yep. But it it's almost like it's harder because you know, you can't you can't keep just coming up with these ridiculous fantastic plot lines and not have your audience go like really
1: well it might it might sound twisted (laughs) it might sound twisted but i feel like we we want people like important characters as much as we'd miss them we want them to die to give it some feeling of reality (laughs) to help with their suspension of disbelief we want people to die on these shows
0: yeah i think you're right
1: and by that same token when there's an evil villain the worst villain in the world you can't wait for them to get to. You're so frustrated that they always get away. And when they finally kill that villain off and you go a whole season without him, you're going, man, this show would be so much better if they just brought that villain back. <laughs> it's just the way we think about TV when we watch it. It's, it's, it's funny and twisted. But uh, I think we're winding down here. It has been awesome catching up with you again. It seems like the only time we ever talk talk is on the air. But we, uh, we communicate. Uh, we got each other in speed text. So uh, <laughs> we do communicate constantly, but uh, it's so great to talk to you, and I think, uh, I think, I think we did a great job uh, representing a year of Come Get Some, and your words uh, uh, are uh, very uh, well-received. I really appreciate it. It really means a lot.
0: No, oh, well, it's absolutely my pleasure and an honor and super, super fun.
1: All right. Well, anything else you want to say imparting to the listening audience?
0: Keep listening to Come Get Some, and I apologize if this interview was was a little wackadoo, but I was just so excited to talk to Chris again, and his show is amazing, and keep listening because it's just going to get better.
1: I might play that at the end of every podcast right there. That's almost like a drop or something. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much, GK. What's your name again? GK. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I always love talking to you, and I'm definitely going to have you on again, probably by the end of the year, just because um, I can't come up with a better guest. But <laughs> oh, thank you. You have a good night. I you can take always
0: have me as a backup.
1: <laughs> That's right. Number one backup. The number one backup.
0: <laughs> woo It's nice to be on somebody's A-list. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Well, you take care, and uh, best of luck with everything. We'll be in touch.
0: Thank you. You too. All the spot analysis. Am I crazy? Uh, (laughs) Uh, No. Are we on a podcast? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to come get some. If you want some,
1: come. Gotta get get. Gotta get get.
0: You're my Appreciate favorite it. though Am I? You're my favorite Well thank you yeah. so much I I, not yeah. Put me on the e-meter And ask me a question And the meter would float.